and welcome to What's Brewing, a Project Zion podcast series where we explore the question, what is mission and why does it matter? I'm your host, Robin Linkhart, and I'm here today with Umberto Tinsman and Jacob Ross, the founders and co-hosts of a new podcast, Ministry for Dummies. Welcome, Umberto and Jacob. It is great to have you with us today on Project Zion podcast. It's great to be with you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having us, Robin. Absolutely. So, Umberto, we know you've been a guest on Project Zion a few times before, but this is Jacob's first time, and I always like to take a few minutes for introductions, no matter how many times you've been on Project Zion. So, please tell us a little bit about you. Jacob, let's start with you. So, uh, as Robin alluded to, my name is Jacob Ross. I am from Houston, Texas now, um, originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then by way of Ames, Iowa, and uh, Graceland, I ended up in Houston. Um, and so now I work here in Houston. I'm, uh, I work in the electronic procurement space, and uh, so I just enjoy, you know, sweating away my life for three months of the year, and then I get to enjoy these winter months where it's, you know, 50 degrees and sunny. So that's me. Very cool. Yeah. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, my name is Umberto Tinsman, uh, coming to you live from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I uh, work for the Rio Grande Mission Center as a uh, mission center minister and as a co-pastor of the Albuquerque congregation. Um, like Jacob, I also went to Graceland University, uh, but I come from the great state of Missouri and then got really sick and tired of Midwest winters and said, yes, please, to the Southwest. Uh, so real happy to be here. Well, thanks again for being with us. Now, this past year or so, I have been hearing bits and pieces from my good friend and colleague, your apostle, Dave Nee, about your idea to start a podcast. And in June 2023, you posted your first episode, Introducing Ministry for Dummies, which, quote from your website, a podcast hosted by two friends who have a shared passion for service and our church. We meet to explore our faith journey and where we feel we are being led. So before we get into the story of how you hatched this idea and the specific steps you took to launch, talk a little bit about your passion for service and for our church, Community of Christ. Take it away. <laughs> Jacob, you want to go uh, first or me? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So, yeah. as I'm, this will be a common theme with Umberto because we have talked about this before. Uh, we were both born into the church, right? Our families were in the church. So, we've just kind of been around our whole lives. Not kind of, we have been around the church our whole lives. Um, and so, as we went to college, I went to Iowa State first and then transferred to Graceland, right? So, I always stayed active and we're, I was always engaged. Uh, so I played the piano. So um, growing up, I would play the hymns for church and stuff like that. Right. So I was always engaged. And um, eventually we ended up meeting each other and doing a, a church internship at Stone Church in, in uh, Independence. And so that's kind of where our lives and also passion for the church kind of intersected. 
Yeah. So like Jacob said, um, you know, we both, we, we met at Graceland. Uh, we, we didn't know each other before that time. And then uh, our junior year or, or going into our junior year, that sophomore year summer, um, we both did an internship uh, for the Stone Church uh, Community of Christ congregation. Um, and Jacob and I realized that we are really great friends, but we almost killed each other as roommates. Um, but you know, uh, after that year, uh, you know, our, our paths just continued to intertwine and, you know, then we became, uh, you know, continue to be great friends. But I think, uh, like Jacob said, uh, you know, I was raised in the church, um, and, uh, my first real job was at a lifeguard at the Ozark, uh, campgrounds. Uh, so, you know, started out, uh, working for the church and kind of seeing, you know, the things behind the scenes. And I, that has always been something that has attracted me, uh, of building spaces for people to enjoy ministry. Um, and, you know, the podcast is definitely something that has come from that passion of wanting to build spaces where people can feel love, where people can ask questions, and where people can explore what is this thing called community of Christ and how it can not just change lives, but change the entire world. I love that. And I really appreciate two young men who grew up in a peace church almost kill themselves, each other, kill each other as roommates. <laughs> that, that doesn't really do it justice because it doesn't. <laughs> when we lived together that summer, we lived, there were three of us in a one bedroom apartment. So we were sleeping on like twin beds and all crammed in one small bedroom. Um, and then I'll, I left a couple weeks early to go on a family vacation and uh, I unintentionally left a container of Chinese food in the back of our fridge, which then dripped down the back of the fridge and got really moldy and spoiled in the bottom of the fridge. And so then I was gone and Umberto and Nick, who was our third roommate, had to clean out the fridge. Uh, so shout out, shout out to Nick Keeler, because out of the three of us, he was truly the peacemaker uh, uh, of that experience. But yeah, I did. I did almost fly to Europe because he that was the other thing. Jacob left our internship to go to Europe. Uh, and so I did almost kill him when he came back on campus because of scrubbing out that nasty fridge. Uh, but definitely uh, shout out to uh, Ken McLean and the Stone Church community. It was an amazing experience. Um, and like we said, you know, yeah, we wanted to kill each other by the end of it, but we also left that internship going, okay, this is now one of my best friends for my entire life. Yeah, and, yes. Know, yeah. I love it. Building community is arduous and even painful at times. And it's Indeed. like you say, it's life changing and transforming. Yeah. All righty. So now tell us specifically about your journey to becoming co hosts of an up and coming podcasts and spare no details please <laughs> yeah so um really where the idea kind of came from was uh from an online ministry that we host for um the rio grande mission center but also kind of the southern usa mission field uh called coffee talk um and coffee talk is just an online gathering where young adults can come together do check-ins uh check in on each other and kind of share where they are in their journey um but the downside of that ministry, like all ministries, was if you can't come to when we're meeting, you can't participate in it. And, uh, you know, I, I reached out to Jacob and said, you know, what if what if we did a podcast? Because Jacob had done previous podcasts before, and I knew that was something that he was good at. Um, and, and I think we both were looking for a way to engage with uh, younger adults, uh, but also just 
anyone from Walk of Life and kind of share that, you know, uh, as we kind of talked about, ministry is arduous and we wanted to be raw and real and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we are trying to figure out. Um, I don't know if Jacob said it, but he's also a co-pastor for the Houston congregation. So we are both in the pastorate fields um, and you learn a lot when you're trying to, you know, lead not just a congregation, but make an impact in a local community. Uh, so we wanted to share with the rest of the church what that experience was like, because uh, we know there are other pastors out there who sometimes feel like, OK, I'm alone or I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I, I want to hear some other voices. And yeah, that that just kind of blossomed into Ministry for Dummies. Yeah. And, and when we were at Graceland together, Umberto and I tossed around this idea of doing a Graceland sports podcast. Um, <laughs> there's obviously nobody in that space. Uh but then at the end of the day, I mean, you want to talk about just depressing topics to have to do a podcast about um, Graceland Athletics circa 2019. I mean, I saw two football wins the entire time I was a student. So, like, you know, we went for more uplifting ministry uh, than I guess what we initially uh, discussed. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. So what were the nuts and bolts steps of uh, launching a new podcast? So I was somewhat familiar with it, right? Because I had been doing a podcast with my fiance, like just a, a sports podcast. Um, and so I, I knew like, okay, well, Spotify, well, at the time, Anchor FM uh, was free. You could upload it. And as long as your podcast had like less than 100,000 listens over like X period of time, it was free. So I was like, oh, this is easy. Like all Umberto and I have to do is meet on Zoom. And as long as one of us has access to like a Zoom premium account, we can just record that meeting. And then I can also record the input on my computer and we can upload it. And it's just like, oh, this is this is simple. It's all free. So everything we do is it's completely free to us. Um, And, you know, we registered a website domain, which was somehow free, right? So ministryfordummies.org. Um, nobody had done a podcast called Ministry for Dummies, um, which was surprising to me, um, and to both of us really. And and so we just kind of dumb lucked our way through it. Um, ended up like it was, it was all, it all just fell into place for us. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, so Jacob was definitely more of the technical nuts and bolts side of it. Um, and I was the one who had to, uh, I don't, I don't want to say uh, chagrin or hoodwink, but just go and plead my case in front of Dave Nee and said, Hey, I promise it's a great idea. What are you going to call it? Ministry for dummies. And the fact that Dave did not laugh me out of the zoom meeting, I think is a better testimony to how great Dave is and how supportive he is of local ministries. But we talked about, you know, Hey, we see a, we see a, a place that, you know, Project Zion does such a great job for what it is um, and, and is such an amazing podcast. But we want to put our own spin on it. We want to be funny and we want to joke and we want to, you know, be our authentic selves uh, because, you know, again, we thought people would want to listen to that. And the thing that um, has just kind of blown us away has been the positive response. Uh, and, you know, we always kind of we, we say it throughout a lot of episodes of, OK, Dave hasn't shut us down yet. So we're doing another episode. So we're going to get it in before for before, uh, before, uh, anyone hears it. So. 
but it's it's just been wonderful uh, to do. And I definitely think has added another element uh, to Jacob and I's friendship uh, as we've worked on this project together. Yeah. And in our initial conversation, it was like, well, we're going to do it like either way. So this is just <laughs> kind of it's it, we're not really asking for permission. We're just giving you a heads up. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was kind of how that that went down. <laughs> Umberto was asking for permission. Jacob was going to do it. Yeah, no I was yeah. going to do yeah. it no matter what. I did not care. Um, Good the church doesn't sign my paychecks. So uh, <laughs> different there. Yeah, yeah. So you've talked a little bit about surprises along the way. Um, what were some of the challenges you experienced or unexpected things that happened? Well, one of the first things was um, I learned that I do need to get some microphone. Uh, we Our very first episode is atrocious, but we keep it up because, you know, we want people to see there is a progression. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, the building blocks of what it takes to do a podcast. Um, yes, my audio can always be clear and I'm always going to be pitchy because I'm going to blow it out because I'm loud, but I'm using a $10 Walmart microphone. You know, it is not a lot of fancy nuts and bolts that have gone into it. Um, it was just, you know, Hey, we have a story, we have a passion and we want to share it. Um, so that was something that we kind of had to learn, um, you know, checking our website and making sure that, um, we're up to date on our question and answer forum. Um, that has been something that has been amazing of how many responses, and the stories that people have told us, uh, you know, the, their their great experiences with the church, where they want the church to move in the future, um, and just their legitimate questions of, hey, I've never had a forum that I can ask anything that I want. So what do you think of this? And we've turned entire episodes into those questions and, you know, sharing our own questions that we have on our faith journeys. And that's so beneficial to us because, I mean, one of the challenges that we have experiences well where are we going right you know what are we trying to do um you know not that we i think we were kind of shooting from the hip initially like okay these are some topics that come to mind we're just gonna you know go 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 and now it's like okay well where where's next are we doing you know a long arc here are we going to explore topics in depth over multiple episodes um and so I, i think that one of the benefits of having the question and answer form has been, well, I mean, you know, just straight up, it's something for us to talk about that, you know, it's, it's written for us. Um, but also it's, it's really guided us like, okay, these are things we're hearing and how can we use this to guide us? Uh, that, I think that has really been positive as Umberto said and, and surprising. So you mentioned you were surprised nobody had already taken ministry for dummies and that you could get a free website kind of deal and you could get this and that for free. Did you have any other surprises along the way? Uh, We had some negative ones. One time we recorded an episode and my computer ran out of memory in the middle of it. Um, And so we had to use the Zoom meeting recording. And so this is like on the back end, but I have like a nice mixing board. Um, and I have good audio editing software. So I was, I'm able to kind of control the quality. And man, when we listened to that episode, it was tough. Yeah, it, it was that was, it was really bad. And I had to go in and edit the zoom meeting because on my computer, I can filter the inputs. So I'm able to like control Umberto sound differently. And man, it was, it was something. 
it was that was definitely a, that was a challenge <laughs> i'm a loud latin man that's who i am so yeah and any audio uh you know I, i've always been told i'm an audio technician's worst nightmare uh, so I, again again my blessings my love my support to the editors of project zion for the one time the church had me go do uh, a recorded sermon again oh just they're amazing everyone behind the scenes is amazing Yeah, sound can be a really big challenge. Not long ago, I was doing um, an interview and my granddaughter was here visiting. She was doing it an overnight. So she knew I was recording in my office. I had my sign up. She was down the hall and I had loaned her my AirPods. So I'm halfway in and all of a sudden her AirPods link into <laughs> to what's happening. And I'm like, oh no. And I wasn't sure if Zoom would record like the data coming in without that interfering or not so we had to stop and restart and i went down and confiscated the airpods <laughs> in a very diplomatic way but um anyway you just never know what's going to happen when you're live recording right oh, i think what two episodes ago we were interviewing mike hoffman and my cat kept jumping up on the table and uh it was driving me nuts because i mean he's a cat right like i can't do anything to stop it i'm powerless so yeah, it's just funny. Things like that happen. It is funny. So you mentioned that you've gotten some positive feedback. Tell us more about your feedback from your mission center and online and maybe some surprising places that people have contacted you from. I know we have listeners all over the globe and you just never know. Yeah, the same for us. When we, you know, uh, Spotify and the Anchor, they give you kind of a readout of, you know, where your listeners are from. And when we saw international um, listens, we were blown away of like, how the heck did you, you know, discover uh, our little piddly podcast? Uh, but, you know, some of the great responses have been, you know, hey, I'm a young adult in, and I'm the only one in my congregation. And it's just great to to hear voices from the church who are in their 20s and 30s and are trying to figure it out. And, you know, you know, they've said yes to ministry. And now they're trying to figure out what does that even mean? I'm <laughs> saying, you know, yes to, to the journey, um, you know, and I think the thing that I have absolutely loved is just the good humor that everyone has. Um, that's something that I think is a cornerstone of our relationship, something that we love to do. We love to laugh. We love to make fun of ourselves and each other. And people have responded really, really positively to that. Um, and that has been something great. Um, to experience. I also think the thing that has been surprising um, is how many of our youth from our youth groups listen to our podcast. Uh, and so they're always asking for shout outs and different things like that. So we always try to make sure that they feel uh, welcomed and called to. Uh, so yeah, just the just the difference of age ranges of the demographics that we've been able to touch have been amazing. Do you have anything to add to that, Jacob? I I think Umberto kind of nailed it, right? We've it is surprising. Um, it, it is somewhat concerning though, because I will say things on the podcast, right? I mean, it's as with anybody, right? Like I talk about things that are close to home. So whenever we come across a topic that like frustrates me about something my home congregation does, like I know that in Sunday school somebody's going to ask me about it. So that's always fun. I In one of our episodes, I talked about the fact that our congregation is kids, me and my fiance, and then it jumps all the way to 65 plus. And then the Sunday school teacher was like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
because she's you know in her 50s and she was like i was she was joking of course but it's like i was insulted i cannot believe you would say i was over 65 so you know it's just somebody's always listening i guess that's great to hear i love hearing that uh youth are listening to your podcast that is fantastic so tell us a little bit of some of the podcasts that you have on your site and maybe a sneak preview of what you have lined up in the coming months. So, I mean, on our website, there is an episodes page, um, which you can go through and I've, we've included the uh, description of the episode as well as a direct link to that episode. Um, so if I'm just going through, we talk about everything from music and our faiths. Berto and I are both very musical um, and then we go to talking about, you know, what is the church's stance on scripture and where do we feel that the church's strengths and areas to grow are. And we also have a couple interviews on there as well. Um, and I think the only episode we really have lined up solid moving forward is we're going to interview Ma- Larry McGuire in a couple months, um, president of 70. So yeah, that's, am I missing anything, Umberto? I, are there any episodes you want to, want to highlight? Yeah, so one of my favorite episodes that we did, um, it's also one of our most popular, was definitely in our camping episode. Um, You know, I had just come back, I think, from Spectacular or Senior High Camp. So the camping experience was very, very raw, but obviously that is something that uh, is near and dear to many people who are in the community of Christ's heart. Uh, That has been amazing. Um, So, you know, we've already talked about how, you know, uh, we're having Larry McGuire come on the show. Uh, We're really excited about that. We've also interviewed uh, David Nee. We've interviewed uh, Mike Hoffman. Um, So, yeah, we're also just, you know, thinking of different people that might bring a different perspective, uh, you know, answer some questions that, um that we that we've always had that you know you're always too scared to ask an apostle because <laughs> you're intimidated uh but yeah so we've enjoyed things like that um we're sure that we're going to probably talk more about world conference as we get closer and with the uh with uh Caesar Cram as the uh uh nominated uh, next prophet president uh we've talked about our reactions and we're and our excitement and stuff like that uh but you know that's kind of the the best part about it as well is we wanted people to be able to see our journey as it progresses. So, you know, we've talked about there are some clunkers of episodes that are there because of different technical things or different things went wrong. Well, we keep those episodes because that's ministry. You're going to have some times where you're going to drop the ball. We, you know, we kind of talk it as our ministry for dummy moment of you're going to make a mistake. That's important to be a part of the journey, because if you just try to, you know, uh, go over that and don't don't use that as a learning tool, you will never learn. You will never grow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, We're always learning. Right. I think that's great. Some of our very early podcasts had such terrible sound. And one of the most important ones we did early on was on scripture and Tony and Charmaine Shavala Smith. We're doing it and we were piecing together all kinds of different equipment and they were recording remotely. It was crazy. And that sound is like, it just makes my skin crawl, but the content is great. <laughs> okay. It's what? It's all about growth. It's all, all about, about growth. growth. Yes. Yes. So now for a serious question, how do you sense God calling community of Christ into the future? You know, I'll go first since Jacob is dealing with a cat (laughs) uh, situation. Um, You know, for 
for our congregation in Albuquerque, for our mission center here in New Mexico and the west part of Texas, the the greatest sense that I feel that God is calling the church into is a sense of not just reconciliation, but a time of new life. You know, we, we're at that precipice of a brand new prophet president of a new world conference. You know, that is when we, you know, as a world church, we go over those different resolutions that come from the people. So there's the sense of newness. There's a sense of rebirth that I think you feel all the way down to the local level. And I think that's something that's incredibly exciting. Um, you know, we've we've gotten in, in our congregation more conversations with those who are coming uh, to Community of Christ from different backgrounds, from either Latter-day Saint, uh, different Latter-day Saint traditions or people who are completely unchurched. And one of their first reactions that they have is just this sense of love, this sense of calling that they admit they've never experienced before in an organized religion, in a congregation. And I think that's I think that's the challenge of we need to chase that. We need to explore what that means. And you can't let that go. You know, if if you just think, oh, that was great. In 2024, we felt all that love and happiness. And then you just let it slip by. You've missed that opportunity. So I think for us, uh, and I say us as, as a mission field and as a world church, it's that sense of, okay, this is it. This is the moment. This is the time to begin to break down those barriers and those walls and to, you know, introduce our communities to what this movement is all about, which is bringing people together under Christ and under Christ's love. Yeah, I agree with what Umberto said. I guess for me, um, I think that not just our church, but uh, the Christian faith in general, this is a time of, or it should be a time of introflection, right? Looking and self-analyzing and identifying, you know, well, these are ways that we can continue to grow. Um, these are things that are value traditions, but are are stagnant, right? We are getting stuck. We are doing the same old things because of the same old things. And we're not maybe pursuing that with the vigor or the life that it deserves and that will sustain us moving into the future. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time on our podcast where there's not, not only is it not a lot of young people, there's not a lot of people that are like 15 years older than us, which I guess is young people if you're older than us. But, um, there's that missing just swath of people is just going to continue to grow unless we do something to appeal to bring them back and um, identifying ways in which we can provide genuine community um, outside of what I would define as traditional church hours. Um, I'm a morning person, so I don't mind getting up at nine on a Sunday, but a lot of my peers do. Uh, so how do we, find other callings or other opportunities, uh, say, with outside organizations we can partner with or with direct ministry in our community. And I think where we are called is to identify ways in which each congregation can have that impact on their local community. Um, I remember when I was a kid going to church in downtown Pittsburgh, um, my parents would talk about how we're a commuter, not a community. Um, and a lot of our, our church community commuted to that location. In fact, we had barely anybody from the neighborhood and we had no real direct connection. And I think uh, where God continues to call us as a church, and I mean, I'm 
obviously thinking of my local congregation as I say this is it, we're being called to have an impact on the people around us who need us the most. Thank you so much. And kind of in that same vein, what are your hopes for community of Christ, your heartfelt hopes? I'm, I hope that it continues to grow. I hope that it's there. Um, you know, it's, it's no given thing. Um, and I, I think that I hope that the value and the sense of community and the sense of love and well-being that I have been able to get from my experience in community of Christ um, propels us forward and we're able to continue to grow and share God's calling with the people that we come into contact with. You know, my hopes for community of Christ is that we continue to invest. And in some cases, like Jacob said, reinvest in our local communities. Um, you know, it, it, it is not a, it's not a far gone uh, situation that your congregation doesn't have a lot to do with your local community. And that breaks my heart because we need to be on the forefront of supporting local communities of supporting what our neighborhoods desire and what they need, you know, um, Albuquerque, like many cities across the United States, has a real homeless problem. What are we doing to help that? We have a real issue with drugs, a real issue with violence, both in our schools and on the streets. What are we doing to help that? And if your answer is we meet on Sundays, I again, the editors might take this out. That's not a good enough answer. We need to be doing more and we need to be asking ourselves, what are the gifts and talents that we have? that we can share with our community to show them there is a different way of life. There is a chance to renew and to re-engage. You know, some of the most rewarding ministry I have done in my entire life has been rehab ministry, being there with people as they take those first steps into sobriety living. Some of my most rewarding ministry has been working with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, those community uh, cornerstones that where the church and the community can meet. Um, is it stressful? Oh yeah. Is it hard? Yes. I'm not here to tell you that, but when you see those relationships begin to form, when people have an ownership of the church, not because they're members, but because they recognize it as the place where the community lives, that's exciting stuff. That's stuff that will propel church's mission mission and message into the future. I really appreciate that. As I'm hearing each of you talk, I there are images that come to my mind because your words are painting pictures of real life, um, hard life, um, transforming life, and just the integral connections of community that we can walk into by walking out our doors and being with people um, in all the places that they are. And, and I think we find the living Christ most when we are walking with those who are counted as least among us. I love what you say too, is we don't have to do this alone. So we are small, but there are many, many other denominations that are struggling just like we are. And uh, partnering with those who are like-minded and share our sense of call and passion to create community and to be peacemakers uh, allows all of us to 
participate in something that we can't do alone. I mean, seriously, God's call to be peacemakers and to bring peace to not only humanity, but all creation is something that takes all of us to do. So thank you so much for um, painting that vision of hope. Is there anything that you want to say today, um, Umberto and Jacob, that I haven't asked you about? Um, if I ever say anything on our podcast that you feel like is directed vaguely at you, um, it may be, but I did not mean it as an affront. Um, I think that's what I, I, I would like to say. I think that everybody needs a, a stiff dose, dose of truth every once in a while. So, um, you know, a lot of what I'm so passionate about is just a reminder to everybody that, um, we need a kick in the butt to get going. Cause sometimes I know like for our congregation, we struggle to get ministry outside our walls and, um, you know, I need a kick in the butt too. It's not like I'm any better than anybody else cause I'm not doing it myself. Right. So, um, I really hope that we can continue to grow and move forward. And I think that what I'm so excited about is the fact that I think there is a hope and there is a future and a, and a genuine place for everybody at the table as we move forward. I just want to echo that as well. Um, for all those who are listening, there is hope. There is hope for a tomorrow. There is hope for community of Christ. And we are impacting lives. We're doing the work and the mission of Christ. And I know when we're asking some hard com- or asking some hard questions about, you know, physical buildings and campgrounds and mission centers, and we're having to restructure some things, it can get really bleak really, really quick. I get that and I legitimize that. But don't forget, it only takes some few vibrant witnesses to change the world. We are given that scripture for this purpose, for this time, and that we are impacting lives, both young, like Jacob and I, and those who are more seasoned. That's how I say old, more seasoned. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, have faith, have hope, and just enjoy the journey. Try, Try to focus on those brief moments of happiness, because that's what makes life and ministry worth doing. Well, from a well-seasoned minister and person <laughs> to a younger minister, two ministers and uh, wonderful people, thank you so much for sharing your sense of hope and for um, inspiring us with a reminder of the call and we at Project Zion Podcast are super excited about your new venture in the podcast world. And we plan to feature some of your episodes right here on PZP. So listeners, be watching for those upcoming cross posts of Ministry for Dummies, which should be coming before you know it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Jacob and Umberto. We really appreciate you making time in your busy schedules. Yeah, thank you for having us. We appreciate you taking the time. And as always, a very special thanks to all our listeners. If you would like to hear more stories about mission, check out our What's Brewing series. If you have questions for our guests, Jacob and Umberto, you can email them at ministry digit number four dummies at gmail.com that's ministry for dummies at gmail.com or look in today's show notes for their personal emails 
And of course, please check out their podcast, Ministry for Dummies, at www.ministryfordummies, spelled out F-O-R, ministryfordummies.org. Check the show notes for links and more info on today's episode. This is your host, Robin Linkhart, and you are listening to Project Zion Podcast. Go out and make the world a better place. Take good care. Bye-bye.